the cross was that outlet for me and to take away my outlet was kind of devastating um so I had to find this like new role in the team that I really have never had to take on welcome to the lax goalie rat podcast every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies coaches and special guests this is the lax goalie rat podcast now your host coach damon wilson oh yeah yeah ladies and gentlemen goalies from around the world welcome to the lax goalie rat podcast i'm your host coach damon and this is the show 100% dedicated to the best position out there, that is the lacrosse goalie. And on this show, my job's really simple. It's just track down the best goalies in our sport, best coaches in our sport, interview them, find out what makes them so great. What are the stories that they can tell us, the drills that they do, uh, what are the mindsets that they have, and hopefully with each episode you can pull out a thing or two uh, and apply it to your own lacrosse goalie game. I know I certainly learn something new every time I chat with a goalie. My guest on the show this week is Athlete Unlimited professional goalie Paulina De Fata uh, out of Pitt. She, she actually had a few stops before she arrived at Pitt where she had a phenomenal season, All-American season in her senior year, and that projected her into the pros, the Athlete Unlimited. We talk about her progression in the cage, her stops along the way, and things that she thinks about when it comes to the mental game. Great episode with this young lady. Please enjoy my conversation with Paulina De Fata. Before we begin this episode, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is the Lacrosse Goalie Summit 8. In mid-December, we did five days of free virtual lacrosse goalie training featuring the top coaches in the sport and it was awesome so many amazing learning moments so many great drills so many great mental lessons techniques uh, mindfulness what it takes to succeed as a lacrosse goalie the event was perfect for all ages both boys and girls all skill levels everyone learned something unfortunately the event is over but you still can get access to the replays. That is 19 plus hours of elite lacrosse goalie training from some of the best coaches in the sport. Colin Kirst, Matthew Nunes, Taylor Moreno, Owen McElroy, Drake Porter, Matt Gill, Dr. T, Tim Cassie, Simon Bellamy, Mr. Wonderful. The list goes on and on. There was 19 names. Oh, did I mention Emily Sterling, goalie of the year? She had an amazing presentation. So many awesome learning moments. I guarantee your young lacrosse goalie is going to benefit tremendously from going through these videos, studying the tips, taking notes. If you want to get the replays, laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. It is an insane value. Most of these coaches charge about a hundred bucks an hour. We're talking over 19 hours of goalie coaching for a fraction of that. Check it out, laxgoalierat.com slash VIP. Enjoy the show. Pleasure to welcome to the show, Paulina DeFada. Uh, Paulina, pro goalie, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, So absolutely. excited to be here. Absolutely, it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. I'd love to hear the story about how you became a goalie. You remember your very first time in goal? Oh, yeah, definitely. So 
as a kid, like I loved playing sports. I kind of tried out every sport that I could probably get my hands on. Um, started off as a soccer goalie, probably around first grade. At the same time, that was the time I was picking up lacrosse. I started playing in first grade, but I played mostly field wherever they needed me. It wasn't until fifth grade where I was like, I'm a really good soccer goalie. Why don't I try out being a lacrosse goalie? So I, I asked my coach and it's kind of music to his ears because there was not like a specific person that was looking to be a full-time goalie at the time in fifth grade. Um, but yeah, once I stepped into the cage, like I loved it. I never stepped out of it. What, what did you love about it? What would you say is kind of your, your favorite thing about being a lacrosse goalie? I think like at a young age, like playing uh, soccer and being a goalie there, like I love the pressure of being a goalie. So I think that definitely like worked in, you know, it, it definitely helped me become a better goalie, knowing that the pressure's on and I just wanted to be a better teammate for, you know, my team and be the best goalie I could possibly be. Yeah. There is a lot of pressure on us goalies, right? That's that's the that's the cool thing about it. What would you say though to a young goalie who uh, sometimes feels a little bit overwhelmed with all that pressure? What kind of tips could you give them? I think just take like a moment and think of why you're playing. I think for for me, like I played six years in college. I've been playing since first grade. Um, when I have those moments, I kind of step back and I'm like, why am I playing lacrosse? And ultimately, it's just because I love it. I love playing it. If I didn't love playing it, I probably wouldn't be playing still to this day. Um, but I really do enjoy playing lacrosse. And I know every time I step out on the field, I have more to give. So every time I play a game, play a practice, I kind of reflect on like what I need to work on. Mm -hmm. And the next day I try that out. Yeah, that's great. That's great tips. Great advice. Um, what do you think? Was there something specific about being a soccer goalie? that then made the position of lacrosse goalie a little bit easier for you? Yeah, that's a good question because I think if you watch me play, it's not necessarily I'm making stick saves all the time. I'm kind of just like throwing my body in front of there, trying to get a, a kick save or I'm very reactionary. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes from being a soccer goalie. So things like that, I was able to like carry on onto the lacrosse field. Um, yeah. Yeah. And position and angles too, right? I mean, just that oh, yeah. that understanding of of where I need to be set up to sort of maximize my my chance of making that save. Mm -hmm, um, definitely. I played uh, like well after college. I played on an indoor uh, soccer team, and I'd never played like indoor soccer goalie, but but because I was a lacrosse goalie, I was like so good at it <laughs> because yeah. just because of like knowing where to set up, right? Like mm -hmm. being being on the right place of the arc, so that like. I, I limited the amount of movement I needed to make to make a save. Mm -hmm. And same thing applies. Exactly. I think yeah. positioning is so important in both sports, but definitely in lacrosse. If you're in right positioning, it makes your uh, job a lot easier. Yeah, totally. And then there's also something to be said about um, just getting used to projectiles flying at your face, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, that never really, I was never really scared of the ball. I think yeah, some goalies sure. at that age were a little bit scared of it. But for some reason, I was, I, I loved it. I love just throwing my body in front of it and making those big plays for your team. I think that's what gets me going is knowing that you have such an important role in that field. Um, and you can really be a game changer. 
So I always say the crazy ones are the goalies who uh, who don't have that fear factor, and, <laughs> and that's you. You are one of the crazy ones, Bali. What do you What do you sense. think? That, yeah. What do you think? That, I mean, how do you think that came to be? I think I'm just like super competitive, and I, like I said, I played a lot of sports growing up: um, tennis, basketball, soccer. I even went to ice skating camp because I wanted to try it out. Like I was like one of those kids that were just like so intrigued by these sports and like I I don't know I just really really enjoyed it yeah yeah awesome uh so growing up on Long Island is where you're from yeah correct yeah 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 um I imagine you know lacrosse is everywhere a lot a lot of great uh coaches a lot of great role models when you're going about learning the position uh how'd you do it hmm that's a good question because I feel like when I first started off being a goalie, um, I didn't really get much training. I just kind of was thrown in there and used my reaction. I think over time, there was definitely some players I looked up to. Um, a lot of the guy goalies I, I definitely watched. Um, Liz Hogan was one of the female uh, goalies that I looked at. Um, I don't know. I, I think for me, the more film I watched, um, I was able to grab like different techniques from different goalies. I wouldn't say there was like one goalie specifically that I like looked up to. I think there was just like a ton yeah. that I was able to learn from. That's interesting. I would imagine that like as you're playing club or maybe with your high school, like you start to get some pretty good, pretty good goalie coaching, but you're saying, no, you actually, no, I, you actually yeah. yeah, I, I definitely went the longest time without a goalie trainer. I don't think it was until junior year of high school where I got um, a trainer to kind of clean up um, some of, you know, my stance and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely self-taught. And I think that was like the coolest part for me. And I think that benefited me a lot. Um, so I was able to put my own spin into things and then clean it up um, in high school. I love that. I love that because I mean, there's a lot of goalies that say like, well, I'm not from, you know, a particular area. It's tough to get coaching. And I'm, I'm like, here we go. Like mm -hmm. Alina, like professional goalie self-taught. Right. So, yeah. so like you can, you can do it. I mean, the, the resources are out there with sites like mine and, and there's a bunch of great goalie coaches putting out, you know, content and you can watch, yeah. you can watch, you know, pros play, um, mm -hmm. on ASPN now, which is great. Right. Amazing. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what kind of helped me was watching film. I, I would have yeah. to say like out of everything, like watching different goalies is what helped me the most. Who did you watch on the men's side? I'm just curious the most. Hmm. Like blaze Reardon is definitely my favorite guy's goalies. Yeah. Um, until this day, I still watch him. So yeah, I That's just like how aggressive he is and um, his positioning is just phenomenal. So yeah, he plays with such a unique style. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't see anyone else, at least in the pros, like playing like that. He's just so like relaxed, sort of standing, yeah. standing upright and right. And where a lot of the other goalies are, you know, real, yeah. real nice athletic squat and you can have success both ways, but uh, yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people say about me is that I'm very like relaxed and then I'm not like this goalie that's like jumping around or whatnot. Um, I definitely hype up my teammates, but once I'm in that goal, like I'm I'm pretty relaxed. So I would have to say that yeah, that's why I kind of looked up to him as well. There you go. There you go. So it's Blaze and Paulina with the relaxed, <laughs> the relaxed styles. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um 
You know, I was going to ask, uh, you know, at a certain point, I guess you start to have some success with the, with the, with the lacrosse goalie position. Uh, mm-hmm. Was there, was there a point where you, where you had to go like, Hey, I'm going to be all in on lacrosse. Cause you mentioned like, I love sports. I mean, I mean, yeah. as a high school, you probably played several sports. At what point did you have to sort of make the decision? Like, all right, it's lacrosse for me. Yeah. I think going into high school, um, I did high school. No. Yeah. Going into ninth grade, there was a point where I just didn't really find as much joy in soccer that I did with lacrosse. Like I loved lacrosse way, like way more. Mm. And I knew if I was going to play a sport in college, I was going to do it because I loved it. Um, if I didn't, if I wasn't finding joy in it, I wasn't going to play college sports. Um, but there was a time going into high school where it was like, okay, I'm all in. I emailed like the yellow jackets coach and I was like, is there any way I could join? Um, ready missed the tryout. So not going into ninth grade, going to 10th grade, actually, I joined yellow jackets. I was on the, like the last team. So I think that that's pretty like interesting in my career. Like I started off on the last team of yellow jackets. Um, what do you mean the last, the last team? There was like rankings during I, I see like the lowest the lowest level of lowest level and yeah, okay. I mean I wasn't bothered by it at all like I knew like every like everything happens in your career and it made me right. work more um so then the following summer I moved up a couple classes but I don't know I think for me I always just I always just worked really really hard to be the best goalie I could possibly be and you get these places in your life where not everything's going your way, but I think um, being able to work really hard and like overcome that is something I always did. Yeah. Love it. What do you think it is about the sport of lacrosse that, that gave you more passion, more life than, than the sport of soccer? Mm -mm. It was a lot more faster pace. I think the pace of lacrosse is definitely faster and that's what I enjoyed way more than soccer. Yeah. It's more, it's more difficult to make a save as a goalie too. So when you do, it's like, you know, you got, you got such, such more of a feeling of accomplishment. I don't know. Yeah. You see more shots, I think too, in lacrosse than you do oh, in way soccer. More. Way, yeah. way more, right? So yeah. it's a lot more fun in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but giving up a goal, I guess, as a soccer goalie, has got to be tremendously more devastating right (laughs) because like you give up three goals and that's a horrible game yeah yeah exactly yeah a lot more pressure (laughs) yeah um when did you then decide that I wanted to play lacrosse uh in college like at the the d1 level I think it was going into my sophomore year I started getting looks um I unfortunately tore my ACL my first one I've torn three ACLs in my career so my first ACL I tore going into my sophomore year um in September but before that that summer I had a couple colleges looking at me um and that's when I knew that I wanted to play that I was good enough to play but unfortunately when that happened I definitely second-guessed it um Mm -hmm. and so I spent my sophomore year really fighting to get back I came back in seven months um right in time for varsity um lacrosse in high school and um I was a lot better of a player than I was before my injury and I think that's when I knew like I had to that doesn't happen often so I knew that I needed to start reaching out to coaches and um see if I can get any offers and I was thankful that I got a couple offers 
because I knew, you know, my age class was during that time where eighth graders and ninth graders were committing to college. So a lot of those spots were taken um, by the end of my sophomore year. So I was fortunate to have a couple offers. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that injury uh, if you're open to it, or I guess multiple, multiple injuries, unfortunately, Um, you know, it could be so devastating, you know, not only physically, obviously physically the pain and, and, you know, having to work back and and doing all the the rehab and whatnot, but just mentally, right. Like Mm -hmm. here, here you are thinking like, Oh man, I'm going to, you know, I can go play D one. I'm going to have all this, this great future ahead and boom, you know, then the knee goes out and it's like, did you, did you struggle mentally? And how did you, how did you fight that? Definitely. I think a lot of people just see like the physical injury and they don't really talk about the mental aspect to it. Um, for me, I've always been like immensely tough player, um, been able to overcome a lot. So when that happened to me, um, yeah, it was obviously mentally really draining, but I kind of looked at that bigger picture stepping back again, like we said in the beginning, like I stepped back and reflect like, why, why am I doing this? And it's because I still loved playing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what pushed me, um, to full recovery and yeah. Yeah. And what was it a, like a lacrosse injury? Like we got uh, f- No, it was actually varsity soccer camp. Um I tore it on a grass field. There was a little hole in the <sighs> ground. And I just planted my foot wrong and yeah. yeah, unfortunately that it went. Yep. And then and then yeah, that's that's amazing that you were able to fight back 7 months. Mm-hmm. You're out there again when when you yeah. step on the field, are you are you back in the right headspace are you back in the right mental space or is there still a little bit of like oh, I got to go easy on this knee are you thinking yeah, about I it think you know f- what I mean no I don't think I was thinking about it that much which was like surprising I thought I was going to come back and kind of play kind of hesitant but I really wasn't I was actually more um more like I was coming out of the cage more and uh, more aggressive I don't know my yeah I was definitely more aggressive which mm-hmm. surprised me but it, actually like worked in my favor I from then on I was I definitely changed my style to be a little bit more aggressive and you see that in my college career like I made like interceptions I wasn't scared of coming out of the net um yeah yeah um so you end up going to uh Fairfield yeah Mm -hmm. yeah awesome correct uh why did you pick Fairfield yeah so as I said when I returned back from my ACL, um, had a few offers on the table and Fairfield was one of them. I checked it out. It was close to home. It's around two hours from Long Island, um, place where I was comfortable and it was a good business school. I was going to major in accounting and finance. Um, it was just a school that I felt comfortable at. Um, coaching staff was great. The team seemed great. And yeah, I played my first two years there. Awesome. Do you know by chance Charlie Cipriano? I know he went to Fairfield, played pro lacrosse. Goalie. No, I don't. No, no? no all right, no, no. all right. <laughs> got you got that connection. So I was just curious. I was just curious. No, I, no, I didn't. Yeah. Um. And then while so while at Fairfield, you have the second ACL injury. Is that Correct. right? Yeah. Same knee, different knee. Different knee. So oh, in the man. fall, yeah, in the fall, I was in practice and came out of the net, and the other one went. Um, yeah, in October of my freshman year. So that was obviously being a freshman in college is hard enough. And then adding an injury on top of that was definitely challenging more than the first ACL. 
um, yeah. Mentally, yeah, I was physically. gonna I was gonna ask if it was more challenging or less challenging because I could see it go I could see it going both ways, like more challenging in the sense of yeah, like it's the second time that you have to go through it. It's the other yeah. day, but less challenging in the sense of like I've been I've been through this before. I know exactly what it takes to to overcome it. But but yeah. for you for you this one was more challenging. Why why was that so? I think just being in college. Um, first of all, unfortunately, yeah. like I. I found myself like at Fairfield and I wasn't quite loving it. And it wasn't because of a certain person or coaches or anything. It was just like, I wasn't happy there. Um, mm. And I had to go through, you know, being, being injured and being on the sidelines and the cross was that outlet for me. And to take away my outlet was kind of devastating. Um, yeah. So I had to find this like new role in the team that I really have never had to take on of being a you know being on the sidelines because my injury my sophomore year I was able to get back on the field so going through a whole season on the sidelines was tough mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point being a college I mean you're not you know you're not living with that support system of the family right yeah um yeah um interesting yeah and so that one another seven months or that one take longer to get to get back so I got back um around nine ten month I I took a little bit longer made sure um everything was good I think I played a little bit of the fall ball the following year my sophomore year of college um yeah and everything everything was good I was still playing aggressive no no holding back which I love so yeah and so you mentioned Fairfield not being like a great fit for you um mm -hmm. you know what what exactly was that? Do you think was it was it just kind of the team, the the school, uh, everything above, all all of the above, like a huge combination? Yeah. I think a huge combination. I, I don't I don't think I could really pinpoint something. I just knew in my heart it wasn't the place for me long term, and I realized that and I accepted that. Um, but yeah, I I knew that I wanted to get back on the field, and I thought maybe I was second guessing it because. I wasn't playing. So maybe I was like, if I'm not mm. playing, maybe I wasn't liking it because of that. Right. Um, so I came back my sophomore year and played and won the Mac championship actually, uh, my sophomore year. And after that game, I still wasn't happy for some reason. Wow. So that's when I knew I had to make the change. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always curious as to, um, you know, when's the right time to say like, I'm going to, I'm going to transfer because you know, even if like you're loving the school, there can be, and the team, like there can be certain times where you're just not like feeling it. Right. I mean, yeah. kind of like, you know, it kind of goes like up and down in waves in a certain sense where like, sometimes you're riding super high and then sometimes you yeah. hit down on the lows, you know, what advice do you have to, I don't know, maybe like another college freshman, sophomore that isn't one of those lows and they're not, you know, they're not feeling it. How can they help determine yeah. when's the right time to pull the trigger on a transfer? I mean, that really just, depends on you honestly I think just listen to yourself and listen to your heart if you're if you're not feeling the way you're supposed to feel I when I stepped on the campus at Elon like I knew that's where I belonged um so I think for anyone out there that's struggling like listen to your heart like you owe it to yourself to find a place that makes you happy like don't go for years um unhappy it'll take yeah. like a mental toll yeah, yeah. I mean, it can really destroy your mental yeah. well-being, well right? And mm -hmm. for the most part, when 
folks have transferred I've talked to that they've had, I mean, they've then found a really great fit. And it sounds like you did with Elon. What, uh, what was it about that school that you liked in particular? Yeah. Um, coach Josh Huckster was, um, one of, I, he was the head coach and I don't know, he just seemed like an amazing coach. He really cared about mental health. I remember being there mm -hmm. and he understood being a student athlete and days where we had finals and projects all due in a week. He'll, he'll cancel a practice one of those days and be like, focus on yourself, focus on your mental health. And you know what? We showed up to, pra to practice the next day, working 20 times harder because we had that off day to kind of focus on ourselves. Um, and then other than that, like the school itself was beautiful and like the business school is unreal. So being yeah. in North Carolina, having the warm weather was also a bonus. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome that your coach was able to do that. I think so many times it's like, you know, lacrosse, 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 lacrosse. And, and um, you kind of forget that about the mental health or you forget about the studies. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's important to, to, to uh, keep that in mind and that's awesome that he was able to do that. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but then here we go. Third knee injury. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, What's going on with those knees? I know. Well, knock on bad wood. Luck. They've been good. Just, yeah. All right. Knock luck. on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> Third knee injury. Now, now this time, I mean, talk to me about the men mental anguish that you're going through when, uh, when you blow out your knee and which one was it the first one of the, or the second one? It was the second one. So mm. I, I retore the second one. Yeah. Um, it was the fourth game in against UNC, probably like eight minutes in it was raining. So we at Elon, we play on grass field. Um, a player was rolling the crease. I stepped one way, she shot the other way and my foot just kind of slipped in the mud and retore it. Yeah. But this time around, I ended up just taping it up and playing the rest of the season. So definitely, yeah, that wow. was, that was definitely, um, physically and mentally, um, challenging, but, um, I knew my team needed me. So I was able to push through. Wow. So you played, <laughs> you played pretty much three quarters of the season on a torn ACL. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And then correct. Had, sur had surgery after the season. Yep, had surgery yeah. that summer um, and then rehab the following year, which ended up being the COVID year. Um, right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, talk about pain, right? I mean, was it like, did, did it impact the way that you played goalie? I don't, I don't believe so. I think it's really interesting to me when I look back at my career, like I was able to get better every year that I played, which is... Um, not a lot of goalies could like say that, but like, I honestly believe like I got better every single year, even though I had those injuries, I think it made yeah. me a better player, maybe a tougher player and made me a better teammate. Cause I understood what some of those, uh, you know, those injured girls were feeling and I was able to relate to them. So I, I really believe like everything happens in your career for a reason. And you don't know it in the moment. Um, but I promise you, like in a couple months and a year, you'll realize that everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. What What else do you accredit that that statement to? Getting better every single year? Because you're right. Not Not every goalie. I mean, that's kind of what our our every goalie's goal is, right? To keep yeah. kind of steadily progressing upwards. But you know, sometimes it doesn't work that way. You have a lapse. Yeah. Um, what do you accredit that to? Uh, your to yourself personally. Yeah. Um, I think first of all, like I have a really good support system. I think my parents, um, 
really instilled in me that I could do anything I really put my heart towards and they knew how much I loved lacrosse um so they really pushed me made sure that I was rehabbing correctly mm-hmm. and making sure I was doing my wall ball and whatever I needed to do be juggling oranges in the kitchen and they'd be you know <laughs> it's just like those little things um they made me the player that I am today mm-hmm. um, so definitely I thank them a lot um yeah but over the years like I never fell out of love for lacrosse and I knew every time I stepped on that field like I could get better like I'm not doing this properly like work on this the next day and the next game like let's see if that helps at all um so it was definitely like competitive within myself as well Mm -hmm. well speaking of you know continuing to get better um Mm -hmm. you then do a a graduate degree at, at Pitt and that's kind of where I think I first came across, you know, watch, started watching you play was at Pitt. Uh, yeah. Great season. Great Thank season. You. Right. Led, led, led the ACC in saves. I think mm-hmm. he had like a 19 save mm-hmm. game, which is uh, incredible. I mean, especially at the, in the women's game where they tend to have lower amounts of saves because um, the yeah. shots Thank are like, you. the shots are like right in your face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk to me about that season. Yeah, it was really great being at Pitt. Um, it was their inaugural season. I, when I was making the transfer, when I was in the transfer portal looking for a grad school, um, it was definitely like on the top of my list because you know, it was their first season and uh. I wanted to do something special. And that was definitely an opportunity where not only are you playing for a season, like their first season, but you're playing in the ACC and you're playing at the top right. level in division one. Um, I love the coaches, the team culture was amazing. I was friends with everyone from, you know, the grad students to the freshmen that we just, we were just like one big family and it really showed on the field. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what, what an opportunity, right? Cause a lot of times, you know, when you transfer in to a program and, and the head coach has been there six or seven years, right? Like you're coming into their culture. And mm-hmm. in a way, like when you stepped on that, field with Pitt very first time like you got to yeah. help create the yep. culture and kind of define what it is right exactly yeah exactly that was really cool um and it's like the little things that you wouldn't think of like what to do before games like we had a practice like what we did in the locker room like when we came <laughs> out like the the little things when our names are called what should we do um it was really cool like putting it all together and then having the full season happen and doing as well as we did yeah. What, what are some words that, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's like the little, you know, totally little things. Like yeah. how do we, how do we come out uh, before the game or what do we do at halftime? And, yeah. you know, and, but it isn't and some of the main things like, Hey, when the team's really down, like who steps up and gives that speech and what are some of the, the lessons, what, what words come to mind when you think about the culture that you left uh, there at the program? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. I think for me, like I've always wanted to be like, a great teammate and I really focused on that like I've never been that goalie that's like yelling at their defenders like you won't see me yell like I will blame it on myself before I blame any of my defenders so mm-hmm. I always want to be like just like that stable like backbone on that team um and I really hope I did that I really think I do because I still you know I still connect with my teammates at Pitt and um I feel like I left an impact um so it's really nice that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you about one of your teammates. Someone asked me about it. You had a teammate that was four foot eight. 
Am I, am I right? Yeah. She was also my roommate. Oh, she's also your roommate. Yeah. It's yeah. so amazing. Cause I, you know, I, I love that. Like I'm five foot eight, so I'm pretty small as a smaller guy. Right. And, uh-huh. and, um, you know, when people say like, well, lacrosse is great because you can, you can have success at all levels, yeah. uh, like at all heights. I mean, not all levels, like, yeah. you know, any body type. Um, and yeah, that, and that, that's just so cool. Yeah. She was a shifty player and you wouldn't, I mean, she was on the smaller end, but she was incredible. Like definitely one of my favorite players to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, cool. And then, um, you know, you have a great year at Pitt. Um, honorable mention, All-American. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Honorable mention, All-American, the uh, second time, because you also got mm-hmm. that before. Um, and then you get selected or, I guess, drafted in, into the Athletes Unlimited Pro League. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk to me about that experience. Oh, Playing professional lacrosse was definitely a unique amazing experience I think for starters I was watching the draft just because I love like I was just supporting lacrosse and then Mm -hmm. to have my name come across it was pretty surreal um it was I was like called my parents right away it was my mother's birthday and they were freaking out but I knew when I got drafted like I couldn't let that opportunity slip so yeah I went ahead and played that summer I didn't know anyone going into it like you said like I was coming from you know a mid-major school so I wasn't one of these players that were coming from a top 10 school um but it was so it, it was an amazing experience to play with some of the best players in the country the world so you didn't even, you had no inkling, like you had no idea that you might even get drafted. You were just watching the draft and they were nope. like, Paulina Defati, well, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. What did you learn playing with some of the best, I mean, not only the best goalies, just the best women lacrosse players in the world? What were some things that you learned out there? Hmm. I think like getting to know them on a personal level, mm-hmm. like there's so much more than lacrosse players they really care about things outside of lacrosse um and I think for me like I was able to learn from them on the field but also off the field um got every opportunity I could to snag one of them to get extra reps in like they just have like crazy work ethic and um I was really fortunate enough to you know play with them yeah and specifically talking about the goalies, I mean, you got you got some tremendous goalie talent out there, yeah. um, right? You know, Kaylee Waters, Brittany Reed, Taylor mm-hmm. Moreno. What was there, you know, in, in just being around that level of goalie talent, was there something that you kind of saw them do that you're like, hey, I'm going to try that in my game or no? Yeah, definitely. I think when I watched like each game, I was able to like learn. And I think that's so important, even at like at the professional level, as a professional athlete, like I could still learn from others and accepting that. Um, and I think it's it's unusual. I don't think a lot of players at the pre- professional level like could recognize that you could learn from others. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I like I I felt like a sponge, like every time on the sidelines, I just tried grasping and learning as much as I possibly could. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I know you're working now, but are you going to, are you going to go back for, for season two? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Let's go. go. Yeah. I'm excited. So I'm still training. Um, I am working right now, but I still train on my off time and yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. What does your training regimen look like? Um, I usually do wall ball at least three, four times a week. And then, um, 
right now I grab my brother and he shoots on me. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wall ball and get that and get that brother to rip shots. Now is yeah. he shoot is he shooting with the girl stick? No, no. He uses a guy's guy stick. All right. Yeah, yeah. But it helps me a lot better. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing. But I always thought that I mean, obviously the release is a lot different. Different. Or, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I try to shoot on girls with a girl stick, but mm-hmm. you, you you don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, what about you know, what about like while you were at college what were there any particular like drills that um it sounds like wall ball might have been your go-to every single time but you know is is there any other like drills that you think really level up your game more than more than others um I think for me at the college level 1v1s um helped me a lot like five spot 1v1s um getting those drives really helped me because I feel like at the you know the college women's level you see a lot of people taking alley dodges. So mm-hmm. for me, that 1v1s was like the drill that I wanted like two or three times in my practice schedule. Wow. And what is the drill? Like they're just they're just driving down the alley and shooting on you or? or yeah, so it'd be, it'd be like two spots from behind and then um, three spots up top. And then um, it's a, just a defender and an attacker. Mm-hmm. Um, they take it to cage. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, love it. What do you do, uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, talking about the mental game, um, Mm -hmm. you know, which we talked a little bit about with your injury, but I'm curious, you know, goalies need to be, need to be mentally tough. And I'm curious if there's mental toughness lessons that you've learned along the way that, uh, have really helped you. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if there's like specifically something I do think for me, like I've always, um, I I tried not comparing myself to other players and I think that helps with my mental game um, in regards of style. Like I, I wouldn't compare myself to, you know, someone else's and try to copy their style. I think when we do that kind of gets mentally like draining because we're trying to, you know, imitate someone else's style. I think just work on your own game and see what works for you. um, Mm -hmm. is super important. Yeah. And not comparing yourself to others in the sense of like, there's this girl on the other club team, right? And she's yeah. going to such and such school. And why am I not going to such and such school? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, you don't control what what ha- what the other girls are doing. Like you only control, you know, what's going on in your life and how hard you can work. So as soon as you start comparing yourself, I think you open yourself up to a lot of mental health problems, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's really solid advice. Um, what about like after you get scored on? Really mm-hmm. tough, really tough moment, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For lacrosse yeah. goalies, all eyes are on you. I mean, you got to pick the ball out of the back of the net. You sometimes feel like, ah, oh, man, I should have had that one. Any any particular like, I don't know, mental exercises or routines that you do? I just like repeat the word like reset, like reset, refocus, kind of go over in your head what just happened, why it happened. Um, I don't like to dwell on it for too long. I think like 10, 15 seconds, think about it, what you could have done better, move on. Like yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. I would even say that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would say like five, six seconds. Yeah, there you go. Like, you know, yeah, five, five seconds. There you go. Yeah. And, then, and then move on. But um, yeah, that's a great, it's a great point. And even I know some goalies have like, 
wrote the words reset on their reset oh, really? on their glove and like kind of put a circle on it like it's a button and then they like press the reset button and then bam they're back into it so oh that's so that's so funny yeah, yeah that's a good I, one I like that quite a bit yeah me too um what about a time that you went through a slump has that has that happened to you um hmm. and then how did you get out of it hmm. I think definitely probably when I went through my third ACL um during that COVID year, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely was struggling uh, that summer going into my, I forgot my fifth year. Um, I, I don't know. I think for me going, going through like PT and stuff, like trying to do the PT stuff on my own because COVID uh, closed down all the offices and kind of I got into this slump of like, why am I like, why am I rehabbing? Like, why am I doing this? Um, mm. Kind of those things start going through your head. Right. Uh, and like I like I said before, like, I had to just rewatch film and kind of get myself in, back into it and being like, this is how you play. This is why you love it. Um, that was definitely like the hardest slump I went through. But once mm-hmm. I got out, um, I was like fully back on the field. Like, I was much better. Yeah. That's why I talk about so much, like having that real strong connection to the, to the why, like having really, really connected to why you're doing it. Because yeah. uh, when you get away from that, like you said, right. It, it, uh, and you go through like some sort of problem, it's like, well, what, what am I even doing? Right. You kind of yeah. lose, lose that motivation. Then like, then like you, you get reconnected to that why, and then it's mm-hmm. back. It's right back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, speaking of being like a leader of the team, we talked about it a little bit when you when you joined Pitt. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like goalies need to be leaders of the team or, you know, I don't know. The best teams that I know have goalies who are leaders. But how, yeah. how do you how do you go about yourself personally being a leader? What tips do you have for those young girls that want to be more of a leader of their team? I mean, I think for me, like being a leader is kind of different. Like, I feel like there's leaders that are very vocal and there's more of like low key, like not silent, but like for me, I saw myself in a leader at Pitt. Like I got to uh, get to know every player on the team. Like I wanted to like know their story and like how I could help. I think for me, once I connected with my teammates on another level, they trusted me more and I was able to, you know, like learn more about them and like how I could help their game. If that makes sense. Like Mm, for my defenders, I was able to, like, they were able to say like, this is what I'm struggling on. And then from my perspective being like, yeah, you you need to work on this a little bit more and I'll help you. Like I'll go out and work with you and same for attackers. Like I would take anyone and go shooting Mm. for an hour, you know? Yeah. That's an awesome lesson in leadership, right? Is just how, (laughs) how, how can I help? Well, yeah. one, one uh, caring enough to understand what they need help with. Yeah. And then two, helping them with that. <laughs> yeah. I think leadership comes in a lot of different forms. And I don't think like yeah. people realize that. I think um, finding the like a way to be a leader and like accepting that is so important. It right. Look like so many different things. Yeah, totally. I 100% agree. I mean, I think a lot of people think about leadership and you think about, you know, someone yelling the pregame speech, right. And they're like, Oh, that's the leader, but that's maybe, maybe, maybe that is right. And that's just one style. Like you can have many different styles of leadership. Yeah. Great point. Definitely. Great point. So, yeah. So even if you're more of a shy introverted goalie, uh, there are ways to 
you know, be a leader of the team. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, with all the experience that you have now, what, what advice do you think you'd give your younger self, maybe your, your high school self? Hmm. That's a good one. I don't know. I probably just like keep pushing and like everything happens for a reason. Um, that's so important. I really believe that that everything happens for a reason. I probably said that like three or four times on this podcast, but like, I truly believe that. So just like accepting the diversity that comes your way and like learning from that. Um, because at the end of the day, like that's going to make you a better player. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you a better teammate. Um, so definitely just, yeah. Yeah. I also believe that as well. In fact, there's this like stoic, principle called amor fati which is like love the love of what happened love of fate like loving not only like thinking that everything happens for a reason but like loving what happens to you like i tore my acl it's actually good because now i like i get to go through this hardship i get to build character i get to build strength right mm-hmm. and, and sure like it's so hard because <laughs> in the yeah. moment you're like dang it right yeah. i want to be out there um yeah. but yeah i 100 agree things happen for a reason and look where you are now. You're in the, you're in the pro you're in the pros, right? That's yep. unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paulina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh and sharing your story and kind of yeah. sharing sharing your tips. I noticed you you're using the String King Mark II G goalie head, yeah? Yeah. 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 Talk to me about that head or why you so use I, it. Yeah, I started using String King, the goalie head, probably my sophomore year. Um, I used their soft mesh as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just really like that combo. Um, they have the flat on the head of the stick. And for mm-hmm. me, I would say I was able to get to those low shots a little quicker, um, collapse on that ball a little better. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I, and it's lightweight. I use their attack shaft as well with that. Yeah. 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 I have an attack, a strengthening attack shaft on, um, on this head over here. Um, I, I have a Mark two G somewhere. It's not here, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting head. It's like slants forward a little bit. So I know some yeah. goalies don't like the forward scoop, but other goalies really, really yeah. like it. Yeah. For me, I, it, it took a little bit. It probably took a couple of weeks, but I think for me, it's probably one of the best heads that I've used. Awesome. Well, do they sponsor you? Yes, they do. So there you go. There we go. I was going to say, if they don't, well, I'm, I'm going to send them, I'm going to send them that clip. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So you're a string, a string King athlete. Correct. Yep. All right. All right. I love it. Um, Thank you. and where, where should, I feel like we'd need another call to action right there. Should they go by, go by your string King head, uh, stringking.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> link, link it up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll link it up. We'll link it up. No, they're in all seriousness. They're really good folks. They've sponsored, uh, this event that I've done the lacrosse goalie summit and they've given me like so many shafts and so many heads and the, like to the lacrosse goalie community that I've been able to give out to as prizes. So yeah, uh, they're oh, that's awesome. awesome. So I just wanted to give them a huge shout out shrinking. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Um, thank you so much. Like I said, uh, Paulina, if people want to learn a little bit more about you, should we send them to your Instagram? Yeah, definitely. At, okay. Uh, Paulina Defada. At Paulina Defada. Um, can it get more Italian in that name? I feel like that's a super Italian name, right? Super Italian. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I feel I feel like I need to give it one of these after I yeah. say after after I say the name. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. Funny. If you had to leave the goalies out there with a final piece of advice, what would it be? Hmm. You know, just keep working towards your craft. Be proud of the product that you're putting out on that field, and 
Yeah, just keep working at it. it definitely, it, it pays off at the end. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paulina. We'll see you out there uh, next summer. All right. Thank you. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that episode. That was Paulina De Fatta. Nice Italian name right there. Paulina De Fatta. Um, excellent goalie. Excellent young lady. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Going to be fun to watch her uh, play next season in Athletes Unlimited. Great, great young goalie. Hopefully we can get her on a lacrosse goalie summit. I would love to listen to a session taught by Paulina. If you would as well, let me know. Or even better yet, let her know. <laughs> Reach out directly. Uh, lacrosse season, we're, the college season, we're two weeks in. Awesome games. Awesome following the goalies so far. Uh, who's your favorite goalie out there? Let me know. If you've listened to the episode this far, I want to say thank you very much. But I also want to invite you to the Lax Goalie Rat Academy. This is my main training academy, and it's got over 130 hours of coaching sessions, which is insane, uh, from the best coaches in the sport, all kinds of pros, all kinds of top-level college goalies, sports psychologists, physical trainers, all kinds of stuff, all with the idea of leveling up your lacrosse goalie game. It's only 40 bucks a month, so you can get in there, consume all the content for a month for just $40, or there's also a yearly subscription where you save uh, $120, so you get three free months. You can check that out at laxgoalierat.com slash camp. That's laxgoalierat.com slash camp. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, get out there, get some work in, do well, and be well. I'm Coach Damon. Take care. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.